0: Hello and welcome back to another special episode of Civ Pop Writer's Room. I'm here with Second Chance Frank. I believe you were this week.
1: (laughs) Yep, I made it
0: you made it that's right second chance frank filibuster frank you know all the all this frank from twitter all of the the franks that you've you've heard in reference to but uh we've been talking about wandavision for for a little bit now Reminder: this will start off non-spoilers for a while and then after we give our initial thoughts we'll be able to move on to a full spoiler section so we will to take about uh, talk about all the things later but that will be in this episode we'll give you a clear warning uh, in case you are one of those people that isn't interested in hearing spoilers yet. But, you know, as we were saying, if you're on Twitter, then you know spoilers. But, uh, Frank, now that WandaVision's over, uh, we're recording this Friday night, by the way. So, uh, like, this show, like, 24 hours, not even 24 hours, is like, 12 hours has been released. So, uh, very much, like, don't really know a lot. <laughs> um, haven't had just too much time to process it, but I think that's good. We want that initial reaction. Frank, uh... WandaVision. Did you like it? Love it? Hate it? Dislike it? I think it's just okay.
1: Well, was it being the MCU's first official TV show for Phase Four? I really enjoyed it. I enjoyed it from the beginning all the way to the past, what eight nine episodes? Nine. Nine. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> eight weeks, nine episodes. Yeah. So. It it it's a good ride. I'm very much looking forward to see what's next, but I recommend it. And if anyone who hasn't seen it watches the trailer, you, you should know what to expect in the beginning, but from then on, you don't know what to expect.
0: Sure. I am in the loves it camp. Uh, I, I'm not like super gung ho about the show. I really enjoyed it. Uh, but this is not to me like, Oh, this is uh this is best MCU stuff ever. I think they do some really interesting things. I think, uh, uh, the direction, the writing is all really clever. I think the performances are all great. Um, visually it's the most, the most, um, incredible thing about this is, uh, the visual aesthetics and the, the set design and costume design, things like that, uh, which I think probably anybody could have known off the bat based off of just the concept of the show. But, um, yeah, I think, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm not in like, uh, this is the best thing I've ever seen, but I think, uh. I was a little worried when WandaVision was starting that, uh, that this was going to be um, kind of the norm for Marvel now. And like, I just, I didn't quite know that I wanted all, all this, you know, superhero fatigue's already a thing. So like, I didn't know that I wanted to have to keep up on so much uh, in order to, uh, to stay current with, with what's going on. And um I, I thought it was pretty breezy um, and I really loved watching it. <laughs> There's some things that I would change, but, uh, but as, as with every movie, right.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah. To me, the, the strangest part about the show itself was just a little bit of runtime because it varies between like a half hour to 40 minutes. Yep. But it's just weird seeing a show have 10 minutes of end credits every
0: week. Right, right. So that was the other thing. Whenever it popped up on Disney+, Plus, it's like, this episode is 52 minutes. It's like, eh, so we got about 40 minutes, so... <laughs> um, and,
1: the, like, the series as a whole is more or less a four-and-a-half-hour movie. I think it come, works its way out, too. Yeah. I would and be that's in... because the content that dealt with, it needed to be a slower-paced movie.
0: Sure. I... I wonder if they are going to release this kind of as a feature film. Um, You know, Blake was talking about it on Twitter that uh, he would he really wishes that they would just release the finale in the theaters. And I said they should release all of it as one movie, cut out the credits, and just cut it all together. I I think that'd be really cool. I'd I'd go see that, especially yo that way. Wouldn't I'm not that kind of guy that watches episodes two or three times before the next one airs. Like I know people were doing that with Game of Thrones and Mandalorian stuff like that. Like I watch it the once. Maybe I'll watch it again before the next episode airs, but I, I've seen each of these episodes just the once. And, um, I, but I would, I think I would have really liked to be able to see all of them kind of in order to, uh, to lead leading up to that finale. in theater. I think that would have been really cool. Um, but I, I wonder if Disney plus is going to do like a bonus episode where it's literally just all of it cut together minus the credits. They did that with that inside Pixar show. Um, I'd be interested to see if they do that with this. Um, probably not, because I don't think they've done that with Mandalorian yet. But, um, Yeah. Uh, let's see. Uh, Frank, I'm well, curious. Mandal-
1: Mandalorian, though, that's a little bit of a different animal as far as, like, structure-wise. That's true. It, that's true. Like, every episode has its own aesthetic and arc. But with WandaVision, it's all just one giant overreaching arc for me sure
0: okay frank i'm curious i think this i think i want to ask this one last question and then start talking about spoilers uh so uh, just because i feel like there's so much i want to talk about in spoilers I just, so this last question before this during the spoiler freeze part uh if you could take all of the mcu properties all of the things that at one point or another were dedicated designated MCU canon, so we're going to include the Netflix shows, since they t- were intended to be MCU canon at the beginning. We're going to include Ace of the Shield. We're going to include... Um the Inhumans, for some reason. <laughs> uh, anything that would be considered MCU canon, kind of where does WandaVision as a whole fall for you? Like, is it, like, really tippy-top tier? Like, one of your top three favorite properties? Is it one of your... Like, is it kind of mid-tier? Is, is it maybe a little bit of a lower tier for you? Kind of where Where does this fall on your on your scale of ranking MCU stuff?
1: I've actually never thought about including that, like, in the overall ranking of everything. Uh-huh. Definitely better than Store of the Dark World.
0: <laughs> that's, 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 <laughs> I would agree with you there. Overall, it's definitely
1: in the top half. Uh-huh. Uh, Trying of put me on the spot here. Um, sure, sure. Yeah. I'd say it's somewhere in the top third. Okay. So that puts it somewhere, it's in like, maybe like, what, the top six or seven?
0: Uh, I mean, there's 22, 23 movies, but... Uh, but again, if you include yeah. the, Netflix, the Netflix shows, Age of the Shield and Humans.
1: Well, um... often, like, I'll say hands down to me, it beats all of the TV shows. Okay. See, I'd, and I'd, I'd, I'd even say it beats out season one of uh, Luke Cage. Because okay. season one of Luke Cage was my top show. But I don't know, maybe if Cottonmouth lasted that whole season, it would be above it. <laughs> Maybe, maybe. My, uh, but, I, I would put this also
0: pretty, probably about number 10. Um, I would put this about as much as I like, uh, Thor Ragnarok, I would say, which is number 11 for me. So I think this would hit the new number 12 spot. Um, so, uh, which, uh, is still about halfway up in my things, but I'm, I'm a fanboy and I'll admit it. So, um,
1: I will say as far as like hitting me any emotions, it's number one. Really? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. We'll like, have to. We'll have to talk a little bit more yeah. about that in
0: depth. I. <laughs> I still personally think that Guardians of the Galaxy moved me more than anything. But. Um, but the, the other. What, it, the the dance off.
1: <laughs>
0: sure. The dance off. <laughs> uh, the other things uh, I, when I take into account the other TV show stuff, so I. I think that Daredevil was the best uh, overall Netflix show, uh, or just in general overall um, MCU show. Mm-hmm. And so the fight I, sequences. I think I would still take Daredevil over this, um, but maybe it's because it was a br- they were trying to reboot, revamp the character. Uh, I think that Charlie Cox is perfect. Not to say anything negative about you know, anybody that's in this show. I think the acting performances are all great, but uh, something about Daredevil is just really fascinating to me, and the fact that they were able to bring in so much lore, which they also did for this show, uh, which we'll talk about a little bit more later too, but. Um, I, my personal favorite season, um, has been the first season to Jessica Jones. I think it's just absolutely spectacular. Um, but, uh, but so I'd probably put, um, I I'd still probably put daredevil for sure over this and maybe Jessica Jones cause season two or three are still good, but maybe not like excellent. So, um, I, I would take Jer- Jessica Jones season one over this one as well. Um, so I think that's kind of that's kind of where I land. Uh, but I still really liked it. I still had a had a really good time. Uh, it made me think a lot of things. It made me feel things. And um, <laughs> I like too how the the show kind of makes fun of itself. It it's kind of self referential. Uh, like there's a couple lines of like you know your your accent is slipping or something like that, and it's, or your accent's going away quickly or something like that, which has <laughs> been a common criticism or nitpick from people of the scarlet witch character but uh and, and i
1: found it funny that like about a week before the premiere happened mm-hmm. there was an article that kind of made the circulations all about the accent and like yeah the psychology of, like when she has it where it goes and all that and then the show came out and then they make that like a, a point to bring up like my little conspiracy hat went off going to disney plant that article to like get that in the minds of the audience beforehand i don't know <laughs> maybe
0: maybe <laughs> my uh, i think i think it's i think we probably need to start talking about spoilers at this point you agree frank oh
1: absolutely
0: cool so we'll take this point to say hey if you haven't seen the, all of the show you really probably should uh in order to keep or if you want to keep listening uh because there's a lot to spoil here and i think this is best yeah, going. I don't unspoiled. want to spoil
1: Magneto showing up,
0: right? <laughs> so, uh, so we'll go ahead and uh, and issue an official spoiler warning here, uh, and we we can talk openly about the show uh, again, relatively briefly, but uh, uh, but as openly as as we want. Frank, where do you want to start?
1: <clears throat> that final episode,
0: Jesus! <laughs> yeah. I mean, obviously, it's fresh in our minds. What's what specifically about the show? Yeah, today? yeah, about that final episode.
1: Well, it was the, the build-up of everything that we got to see before. And like I said earlier, that they were able to take a lot longer, like you said, like in a four-and-a-half-hour movie almost, and just the emotions of what Wanda's been through, especially with Infinity War mm-hmm. and then, you know, Endgame. Because Iron Man 3, when that came out, they gave Tony kind of PTSD and it kind of lasts like half of the movie. And then he's pretty much been all better, but yeah. here they're actually able to like draw it out a lot longer of uh, the after effects of like being the hero, the sense of loss what's vision. Yeah. And it all built up to that final episode. And like that moment when like, she's trying to keep it all together Vision's falling apart, the kids are falling apart, and she has to make that decision on what to do. That just... Like, for being superheroes, action-y, this season definitely was more about emotions to me. Yeah. Felt like they did a great job. And it was kind of nice kind of seeing the the after effects of everything. Sure.
0: Yeah, I, uh, I agree. I think uh, the moment where you realize that the show is really about Wanda as a grieving person, as opposed to as a superhero, I think is uh, was something that really struck me as, okay, this show is really going for something that I didn't expect it to do, but I'm really happy it is
1: doing. Uh, and so. like, I was nervous with the first couple episodes because I felt like a lot of people tuned in. And just assumed it was going to just be like every other thing the MCU's done. Mm -hmm. But they didn't kind of start showing their hands until a couple episodes in. And, like, I'm on Twitter a lot. You know that. Yeah. (laughs) And I was just seeing a lot of the comments of, you know, people not getting on board with what they were doing. Right. And they were just kind of bailing on the show early, not wanting to let them take their time building up to where they were going with it.
0: Which is so stupid, right? <laughs> like, this is... Look, it, and it's different for a miniseries. Uh, you know, because like a regular television, like, you have to have a good pilot if you want me to sink into it. But this is always planned to be nine episodes. Like, and what they, they set it up from the beginning to essentially feel like one story. You know, it's it, this isn't a procedural, uh, procedural. This isn't Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. This isn't something like that. So, I... I think that, um, I, I've talked to a couple of people, like I know if you check the IMB, IMDb scores, like for WandaVision, like right when it aired, it was like kind of high, but the highest rated, uh, reviews were people that were, um, were leaving one star reviews just cause they're like, what the crap is this? And it's like, you have two episodes in like, wait a week. Jesus. <laughs> So, uh, and I know, I know people in my life that have been like that and somebody even bailed after the the finale. And I think after episode six released, like I we got to talking about it cause we, uh, we got together and, um, and I was just like, dude, like, trust me, you're going to want to, you're going to want to continue it. Go back and, and give it a shot. And, uh, and he went and he watched episode three. He's like, all right, I'm hooked. And he, and he just binged the rest of it. He's like, you were right. So, um, <laughs> It's, it, it was just one of those things, I think you're right, a lot of people bailed too soon, and uh, uh, that's just such a shame. And the counter to that is, I think, maybe it's because I bought into it, but I think that this show could have been nothing more than just a satire, a sort of alternate universe, like actual no stakes, but literally just taking Wanda and Vision and putting them in the Dick Van Dyke show and putting them in Bewitched and putting them in Malcolm in the middle and putting them in the office. They could have done the
1: full series on that. And then what we just saw could have been the final season where everything crumbles. Right. And, you know, well, maybe people would have been more on board with that, but they could have done the whole series
0: with no weight, no levity, just simply those two having fun kind of emulating shows uh, from shows, decades past and i would have still been entirely here for because that like it it, it does such a good job of of imitating these older shows it does such a good job of of making me feel joy and making me feel reminiscent like i didn't grow up with you know dick van dyke show or i love lucy or bewitched or anything like that I, i wasn't even a brady bunch uh generation or a household or anything like that um, but you know, full house was part of my childhood. Malcolm in the middle was a huge part of my childhood. I have no idea they were going for that, but as soon as the boy comes down the stairs and he walks by and he's kind of narrating, I'm like, Oh, Oh, this is Malcolm in the middle. I love it.
1: So I was kind of disappointed. They skipped the nineties though.
0: Yeah. I mean, it would have been, well, so what would you, what would you, which, which show would you would have pulled from? from the I 90s? probably
1: would have for the nineties. I probably would have had them pull from friends.
0: Okay. Yeah, friends Seinfeld I think are the easy choices. Uh Yeah,
1: cuz Malcolm in the Middle like I was thinking about it, I realized that didn't even premiere till like the 2000s, so yeah. other they kind of skipped over the 90s and I was like oh. That's true. But then in the 90s would have been hard harder to do because then it was more of like laugh track studio kind of thing.
0: Right, right. So uh Yeah, it would have been it would been a little interesting, but I like I said, this show could have literally been nothing but parodies of of older shows and have no canonical weight to it at all. And I would have still just been like, I'm having a great time. But, but I appreciate yeah. the show did decide to have some actual weight and levity. And uh, Frank, can I tell you about my favorite thing about this show that actually has nothing to do with the show? <laughs> Go ahead. Uh, my favorite thing is Paul Bettany because I think he's a great <laughs> actor. And I think that the interviews that he's given for the show – have just been off the charts great my my favorite thing about the whole making of this show is that they interviewed him and I think like before episode five aired and he said there's a big cameo coming up it's been somebody I've always wanted to work with and it's just really gonna blow you guys away and he was referring, <laughs> he was referring to the white vision he wanted to work with himself he was just trolling everybody and it just brings so much joy to my heart
1: with when- <laughs> yeah I, I saw a comment he made updating that that he said, "Like so many people are guessing, it was going to be Benedict Cumberbatch. Right. It feels bad that they're disappointed that it's him." <laughs> <laughs>
0: right. Well, I, I also was thinking that they were going to introduce that they was going to be you know uh, Professor X or Magneto or um, somebody, somebody kind of along those lines, somebody that's a pretty established character, that's a household name. So,
1: so speaking about Quicksilver, yeah, <laughs> I was so happy with that. My own belief was right that them having Evan Peters pop up wasn't their way of saying, Hey, X Men is part of this, it's canon, right? That to me, like, I was under the belief that that was just them winking at the audience by having him like Mm. play that character, and then how beautifully they explained it in the last episode, yeah. Like, I, uh, with him just being a puppet for the villain.
0: Yeah, I um, I agree. Um, I I was wondering because I saw it on Twitter trending that Evan Peters and Quicksilver and all that were were trending first, and I was like, look, there's no way that they're going to legitimize this. Like, I I didn't see a rational way that Marvel could make that happen because. They, of you know they mentioned the they recast him and they they mentioned that and like the only way I could have thought of is if Ag- uh w- who we knew to be Agatha later if we knew that whoever was actually kind of manipulating some of the bad you know some of the the conflict um if Agatha would have brought in uh Quicksilver from a separate dimension and and done that so uh th- I think that's the only way that works it's from a different multiverse and to bring in Quicksilver from a different one and. I just didn't think that Marvel was gonna do that. And so my immediate but thoughts were I'm pretty sure. At the same sure, time Sorry. No, my my immediate thoughts that. were I'm pretty sure that Kevin Feige and Matt Shackman are just trolling
1: everybody. So Yeah, like I, I felt from the moment he showed up and thought about that there was just a wink at the audience.
0: Yeah, exactly. But like
1: what, what you just said, that's the exact same thing oh. that everyone's hoping for with the next Spider Man movie.
0: Yeah, and look, I'd love to see Evan Peters come back and take the role of Quicksilver again. Um, I think he is an absolute delight in that role. Uh, I love McAvoy and Fassbender in their roles. Uh, I could pretty much take or leave any, anybody else. I, I think Nicholas Holt' is be, beast is fine. Uh, but, you know, obviously Hugh Jackman doesn't want to come back as Wolverine. Um, and Ryan Reynolds is already confirmed to be part of the MCU, so... Uh,
1: so yeah, to me, to make the way happen. Jackman can ever come back as Wolverine... Would be in Deadpool,
0: <laughs> yeah, and it would probably be a cameo or something like that. Yeah. But, um, so I, I, I would like to see some of these characters return, uh, but you know, I'm think I'm, uh, I think I'm okay with them. You know, just choosing to troll us for that. I think it'd be cool. So maybe, maybe at some point we could even get it to where. How fun would this be? Uh, what if we get it to the point where the actual uh, X Men movies that we know marvel uses as like recognizes as actual movies in the um uh in like the future mcu like in phase four or five or something like that that you know the x-men have existed and so they've made all these movies that are based on these people and how cool would it be if since the evan peters character uh they named him gosh what are they what was his last name the boner boner <laughs> like ronald boner or something like that like what yeah. if they cast him as quicksilver so we still get to see Evan Peters as Quicksilver in the X-Men movies, which are recognized as, I think that would be a lot of fun. Just a little quick Easter egg, <laughs> something fun to do um, that would just recognize them as movies. I think help distinguish universes, but then also anyway, I think that would be fun. Uh, did you have a favorite episode, Frank?
1: Part of me really wants to say the finale. Okay. But I don't want to be biased just because that's the newest one. Yeah, but the like the episode before that really gave Wanda a lot of like, you know, emotional scenes to chew on, finding out more about the history. Yeah, like, like the last two episodes are just home runs. But like, yeah, uh, yeah, I- and. It's a three-way tie between the last two and the first episode.
0: Okay. I think my favorite is the fourth episode. That's the one where, at the end of episode three, Rambo gets thrown out of the hex. And so episode four is the first one that doesn't take place in that sitcom style. And so we get to kind of see all the stuff outside of the hex. And I think that one's my favorite, only because of the way that it impacted me while watching it. Because we had all these theories, we had all these different, like what's going on and you know they show the hands at the keyboard and they show like somebody watching the one WandaVision show like uh we we see a lot of these things and then it's like oh it's Darcy and we get you know and Darcy's a, a delight and um my, my favorite part of the finale well no I won't say that it definitely one of the highlights of the finale was her coming in with that funnel cake truck and, <laughs> and hitting, hitting the guy that was a lot of fun you're uh, going to jail. Yeah. It, I mean it doesn't it doesn't top the uh you know how Wanda finally defeats Agatha. It doesn't top um Vision mm-hmm. defeating White Vision by a, a boat <laughs> analogy <laughs> uh or ship analogy. See, it doesn't it doesn't beat the uh, the emotional ending uh where where Wanda brings the hex um down and and so disintegrates her created family. Yeah.
1: Now there was one thing that confused me about the finale as I watched it and mm-hmm. I actually had to go online to get an answer. It was my understanding like when I first, the only time I watched it was after the two vision scene and the boat analogy. Mm-hmm. I thought white vision went and joined the family and fake vision stayed behind. Mm.
0: No, I don't think I, think I think white vision I, just goes screws off somewhere. <laughs>
1: So like, I took that scene as White Vision is now getting all the memories and data, yeah. from I guess WandaVision. <laughs> well, he and, gives
0: them all of Vision's yeah. memories at all, so in WandaVision, in you know, all of his memories that he has. So, my my thing, my thought is just that we now have Vision who can as- exist apart from an Infinity Stone, um, potentially, yeah. you know. I... I kind of hope that's not the route they take because like we've already seen Vision like um but I think like, we've already seen Vision it'd be different if like this is how we created Vision um somehow whatever but um I I think it's just a way that they can bring back Vision or they can do something interesting with him I don't think he's going to stay as white Vision so um yeah, I I think there's, a, I have no idea what they're going to do with him. Um, and I have no, so I have no idea what they're going to do with anything at this point. The only things I can think of is, so there's so many loose ends that they leave. And I'm not a big enough fan of the comics to know what's going on. So I, the whole, I mean, there's the obvious very last end credit scene where we have Scarlet Witch um, reading up uh, on that book of the damned kind of thing, that uh, and this- like that
1: scene at first, like you know when did that long pan in on the cabin. All I could think about was she took Sanderson's plan. She's just kind of retiring on the little cabin, and then like it just slowly just turned into that real uh, like Evil Dead kind of vibe with the cabin when just good then just sees her with the book.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and I don't know. So again, I'm not enough of a comic fan to, or uh, enough of somebody who's knowledgeable in comics to know what's going on. Um, the most, the theory that I buy in the most of the very little research I've been able to do because of time, just uh, thinks that somehow Mephisto is going to be a part of it, and that's going to be essentially the big bad in in a uh, Doctor Strange Multiverse of Madness. My thought was as the I got uh, no
1: clue.
0: My thought was before um before everything starts to turn really wholesome at the end my thought you know when uh, elizabeth olsen embraces the scarlet witch uh, i really thought oh they're going to make scarlet witch the bad guy of Multiverse of madness like they've just announced that she's in it but i think that oh, wow i think that the witch is going to take control and it's going to be she's the villain uh, i don't i don't think that's the direction they're going now uh, there may be like that might be part of the movie like maybe at some point she gets broken or at some point um she loses control um and that might just be a thing for her character in the future which would help to kind of bring her like overpoweredness down if she you know kind of like uh here's a weird analogy but kind of like in wreck it ralph like with uh princess vanellope and she has the uh, the glitch which could be seen (laughs) as a weakness i mean they turn that into a strength but like Wanda Wanda is pretty OP so if we can kind of reduce Hmm. her a little bit that might make things a little bit more challenging um but uh I I I really thought that was going to be part of it and I yeah I I think somehow Mephisto is gonna is gonna be the the big bad for for that and that's and the I don't know, they've, they've made some hints there, but this is just me doing almost all of my research on new rock stars, and Eric Foss just really wanted Bephisto to be in the series, so... percent uh, no, so I've right.
1: completely stayed in the dark here.
0: Yeah. So, uh, the uh, and then the... Uh, but that's not the only, like, big tease that we get, because there's also the... Uh, the uh, several things with the Monica Rambeau storyline that um, I didn't see coming, but she... Uh, Encounters a scroll at the end of the the show, and it's one of those things. I looked at my wife, I'm like, "Oh crap! I totally forgot scrolls existed." <laughs> and uh, and she references like a big, like a, the big, the man up there, like the, our mutual friend up there, something like that. I mean, she's got to be referring to Fury. I just don't know. Like, Absolutely, I believe that. I was wondering though, like, <laughs> what, what do we? Where does she appear again? And uh, I mean, she might appear in Captain Marvel too. Maybe they'll try to set it in the like early 2000s like you know before iron man um and you know Ke- carol Danvers interact with on on earth a little bit more and or at least like with monica rambo and all that uh and also man they teased out something on new rockstars that was just like crazy because rambo turns into um they they're calling her photon um seems to be the the one cuz rambo was also the original captain marvel and even had a uh, Photon and some other name that essentially was the same thing. Uh, Spectrum, Spectrum was the name uh, that was essentially the same as photon, but it's just a different name, and um, they, they're referring to her as photon. But there, she she gets her powers by forcing her way into the hex, exp- exp- exposure to a lot of radiation. They're like, what if, uh, what if there was an event like this that happened, and she even. Was the per- was the one that gave her mom the cancer that killed her, and it's just like, oh, oh, that would be a big, you know, beginning of the Guardians of the Galaxy kind of emotional, just train wreck uh, for me. But um, anyway, I I don't know enough to talk about that, and um, I kind of hope that people dialogue on Twitter with us a little bit, you know, but but give give people some time to watch, uh, give people yeah. some time to experience it on their own, you know, DM, uh, either DM me on Twitter or. Or publicly message me, you know, a week from the finale. I think I think that's enough time. Um,
1: But yeah, everything I usually wait. I give people a week with the TV shows.
0: That's yeah, that's fine. Movies I give
1: people like two, maybe three weeks before I start doing public stuff.
0: Yeah, that's fine. That's fine. Uh, But with the um, with the Rainbow storyline, I really think it's a perfect uh, segue to the Fantastic Four. Uh, because you could, she she references an aerospace engineer, which where people were theorizing were going to be Reed Richards, and I I think it could be a perfect opportunity to perhaps her going into the hex just triggered something kind of like the contact with the Infinity Stone triggered the Scarlet Witch to come into Wanda uh, to um, to manifest itself in Wanda. I I just I, I think maybe that going into the hex that you know direct contact with the source of Wanda's energy maybe could have uh, sparked something that maybe they caught during some space exploration mission i don't think she's one of the fantastic four i don't think they're going to try to make her you know the mr incredible or something like that and i don't think the powers that they <laughs> demonstrated are re- are reminiscent of any of the fantastic four's powers but you know maybe she's good friends with them and that could be the segue into fantastic four as a
1: at, you know, no, we I'm just gonna tired going of them just hinting at Fantastic Four at this point. But, I, Cause cause I, feel like they've been, I know, but I feel like they've been hinting at it ever since Spider Man Homecoming.
0: I mean they have, for sure, but um well No, because it wasn't because uh, Fantastic Four was Fox, not Sony. So as soon as yeah, Fox but
1: was- But I think they were already building up because to me, in Homecoming, in my mind, until they show otherwise, that whole moving day storyline of getting out of the tower, I'm convinced that's because Reed bought that tower. Oh, and that's okay. the whole. That that's my theory.
0: that be that I'd buy into that.
1: Because we haven't seen it yet since Homecoming.
0: That's that is true, and who would want a tower other than you know somebody like Reed Richards? So yeah. Um, let's see. I think I only had one. I only have one more thing to say uh, about WandaVision. And that I think that there were a lot of people that were let down by the show, um, specifically the finale. Well, I think the show in general, which we already touched about, uh, touched about people, people that really wanted this to be a typical MCU property. Uh, and so they gave up two episodes in, but then there's also people that had such high expectations and wanted the finale to give us a Doctor Strange cameo, or to reveal Reed Richards, or to reveal Mephisto, or to do any one of a number of things that could have been really huge for the future. You know, kind of like that Thanos tease at the be- at the end of the first Avengers. But I think uh, I-, I think those people that were expecting something like that didn't really understand what the show at all was about. And sure, it would have been cool, and yeah, Mandalorian does great stuff like that all the time, but. I I think it would have detracted and taken away from that emotional powerful moment that Wanda experiences as she's saying goodbye to Vision. So I'm I'm happy with the way with the direction they went. I think it was the right call and especially given that this is kind of a prequel to Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness, like we can have all that stuff in there. Like and, and we got you know, Falcon and the Winter Soldier coming out, and we got Loki series coming out, and we got the Eternals and Shang-Chi and Black Widow. Like, any one of these properties could do something.
1: That's one thing I want to know, though. Like, Black Widow, that was supposed to be out last year. Yep. I want to know, like, I don't know. I wonder how that ties in with everything.
0: I don't think I don't think it's going to at all. I think it might tie but in like, to somehow in the future, because it takes place around 2016. Like but it may like yeah. set up a villain for the future. I think that'd be it.
1: Like that's like, like I'm excited for Blackwood just because I want to know if like they had anything in there that would have been building up towards WandaVision. I doubt it. I know, but just fun to think about because you know how originally it would have been out by now
0: um yeah
1: uh. sure but i don't know i'm just babbling at this point (laughs) right right
0: cool do you have any other things you want to say anything we haven't touched upon that you feel i I, i've said my piece i'm good um i really enjoyed the show um but i there we could frankly if if we said wanted to wanted to we could talk for another hour about all the things yeah we loved and we did spend a lot of this spoiler section talking about the future stuff but <laughs> how do you not after experiencing that um so um yeah are, are so we...
1: in summation great season looking forward to the future people that bailed early need to come back and stick with it <laughs> Well, let me ask
0: let me ask you this one last question. This will be a good wrap up. Um, uh-huh. because has WandaVision affected your hype level for the future of MCU small
1: screen? No. <laughs> okay. I don't think I the have the any- trailer the trailer for Winter Soldier and Falcon or is it yep. Falcon and Winter Soldier? Falcon and Winter Soldier. Um, the trailer for that has me hyped because the visual quality on that looks like it's a movie. Meanwhile, WandaVision, there were a couple moments, especially with Vision versus White Vision, that the effects felt like uh, TV quality sometimes. Yep. But I know trailers are supposed to show you the best, but like I don't know, that looks full-blown movie to me.
0: We'll give our thoughts on Falcon and the Winter Soldier as it's coming out on the show. I'll I'll give my thoughts. You have Frank's thoughts. Um, I don't (laughs) think that WandaVision affects my hype for Loki, um, She-Hulk, the um, Hawkeye series, uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier. I don't think it does any of those. But it's only because of this. It's because this is such a different monster. Because this is really... In many ways, a a therapy session, or in many ways, a um, a sort of, uh, I don't know, like a like a slow burn psychological thriller. This is unlike anything that I think we've seen in the MCU, and yeah. I and I know that this is unlike anything that we're going to see mm-hmm. until Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. I mean, Loki looks yeah. like it's going to be a lot more light in tone, and it looks like. You know, I don't think that it's going to necessarily tie in too much. I mean, I could be totally wrong about that. If, if anything, this maybe psychs me a little bit more for Loki, but not for Falcon and the Soldier, um, the She-Hulk, not really any of the other upcoming projects, just because I think this is a whole different beast. Now, if if this release wasn't, uh, was as it was originally intended, which Falcon and the Winter Soldier was supposed to come out first, maybe I'd feel different if that show wound up being as good as we're saying WandaVision is. Maybe I'd be like, okay, now I'm way hmm. more psyched for WandaVision, but I, I don't think it works the other way. But, uh, but I'm still going to watch them anyway. I'll be here for all of the shows, yeah. regardless of yep. how I think they're going to go. <laughs> so, cool. Um, uh, And you, do you think that going episodic was the right way? Like, do you think this would as... have been better if they just dumped all the episodes at once or, yeah. or do you, or the episodic?
1: Absolutely, like I like the weekly release, especially with. By doing weekly release, you can end episodes certain ways, knowing it's going to cause a conversation for the next week. Because the Netflix model, to me, with new content, it's bad because you can't get that the water cooler talk, can't get people talking about it at work. Yep. But doing it weekly, you get to have the conversations. You get to think come up with ideas for a week on where you think it's going to go or what something meant. Yeah, And that's what a lot of television should be. Netflix should be more of, Oh, this stuff already aired. Now you're finally getting around to it. That's fine for it to all be there at once, but yep, you definitely need the weekly releases for something like this. Otherwise we all would have been it that first weekend and no one will be talking <laughs> about it right now. And you would already forgotten like what episode had what in it. That's true that's true.
0: Hey, um I I totally agree with you. I think uh I I'm looking I'm thinking of something like Daredevil right now, which is a similar type of show. It's a similar you know, subject matter or whatnot that like dropped on Netflix. And like people talked about Daredevil for a couple of days and that was about it.
1: But Yeah, it trends for that weekend and then it just tapers off really quick.
0: Yeah, I Yo, I think that Netflix made a mistake by releasing it all at once, uh, because I think, and, and I think, my hopes is that they're kicking themselves right now for doing that. And my, I, I would hope that Netflix would change their release strategy. I'm not saying every show needs to be released episodically. Like nobody cares if Bridgerton is all dumped or if it's um, released episodically. But at least like for some of you know, Stranger Things uh, is a good example. Uh, any of the MCU properties mm. that they had, like man, if they like. Yeah she so, so kind of did
1: drop that all at once but anything maybe,
0: else maybe it's the lack of maybe it's the lack of like lots of things coming to theaters recently lots of new content but wandavision has dominated the last eight weeks of conversation so i don't know i think i think uh i think disney's i look in feige we trust so
1: yeah and i'm, I'm sure falcon is going to be the same way and I'm sure after every episode you're gonna see on trending, Captain America is gonna be trending because they're gonna keep expecting old cap to pop up. And yep. by the time that show is over, everyone's gonna be disappointed that old cap didn't show up.
0: <laughs> yep. I would not be surprised at that.
1: So Grant, I would love for old cap to show up, but at the same time, like I I've kind of I'm at the point where I don't put expectations on what I want in a show. That's I'm true. happy for it to come out and watch it. And I think that's why like with WandaVision, there's nothing in the show I didn't like except for, you know, every time it would end. <laughs> <laughs> sure. I wanted more every time, but I'm glad they made me wait. It was it was that weird
0: thing of I'm I'm glad that they made me wait, and I'm glad that they took so long to actually get to the real like meat and potatoes of what they were trying to do. But mm-hmm. at the same time, like I kinda wish this was like two or three episodes longer that they could really um, spend more time doing what they did in the finale and the last episode. That's probably my only real gripe with the show is I feel like the last two episodes, um, they they didn't feel rushed in the moment, but looking back, it's like, there was a lot that happened and I think they could have stretched that out a couple more weeks and and that'd have been fine. Um, Or just longer episodes would have been for the last two. And, And I know, you know, longer complaining about shorter episodes, but you know, it's, I, I I think they tried mm-hmm. to cram in a lot because it got to such a slow start, which I, I admire and I and I respect. But uh Frank, that's mm-hmm. all thanks so much for joining me. Uh really appreciated talking in WandaVision with you. And um uh excited for the next thing that we're gonna be able to talk about. So <laughs> um, Yeah, me too. I am I am very excited, because uh, you're gonna be coming back and joining me in uh let's see, end of April. Uh, and we're going to be talking about the Fast and Furious franchise. And look, at the, if the BECs have taught me anything, it's that <laughs> this is, that's going to be the episode that nobody can miss.
1: Oh, so. it's <laughs> awesome. a pleasure to be on
0: Awesome, Yeah, of course.
1: Especially because I don't have to do the editing.
0: <laughs> I w- I'm not going to edit this one. I'll, I'll edit out the cuss word, but that's it. Uh, <laughs> And I will leave everybody with one teaser note, and that is that Sunday evening, uh, I'm recording Jeremy Simser for uh, in an interview. He is a um, storyboard artist for One Division, and we'll be able to talk about uh, some what? of the show's details in in detail. So, news to Frank, apparently. I um, have so, and- no clue. Yeah, I don't. I don't think I've been. I don't think I've said it too much, uh, yet, because we wanted. To, I wanted to make sure things were finalized and there was a date. So uh, my hope is to get that up Sunday night. So Sunday night there should be an episode in your podcast player, an interview with a storyboard artist from WandaVision, and that should be really exciting. So cool, uh, and of course, typical episode Wednesday. But you know, that's uh, that's going to do it for this one.